Marine Corps veteran Donnie Bovine is an entrepreneur and serves as CEO and founder of Success Champions and Success Champion Networking. Donnie is considered one of the leading global minds on sales, business development, and business growth. He is described as the first person to make sales and business development relatable and human. In addition to running multiple businesses, Donnie runs a full working farm. His podcast, Growth Mode, ranks him on the top podcasts globally. He's a four-time best-selling author and a highly sought-after public speaker. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal Credit Union helps you take control of your finances after the holidays. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Marine Corps veteran Donnie Bovine, entrepreneur and CEO and founder of Success Champions and Success Champion Network. Donnie, thanks for being here. Got a lot of good things to talk about. Let's kick it off by telling us what you did in the Marine Corps. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, so, went in the Marine Corps in 95, was a 35-21, motor T mechanic. So, I tell everybody I'm a government-trained mechanic, which means I don't know crap about turning wrenches on cars whatsoever. <laughs> but you can fix a Humvee, Humvee all day long, right? Dude, I mean, well, a Humvee, there's nothing to it. It's a block of metal with some belts, and you put a little oil in it, and it goes. <laughs> These things nowadays have, like, entire computer systems on them and everything. I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. I don't even try to change my own oil anymore. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with changing your own oil is, like, when you're done, you got to figure out what to do with the oil. Right, right. It's just easier to pay somebody, and that way that person keeps their job, and, and we keep the economy rolling. Yeah, well, talk, us a little, talk to us a little bit about what your transition out of the Marine Corps was like. So, got out in 99. Uh, my best friend and his old man had a um, heating and air conditioning company. So, I came out really, really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if anybody's tracking 95 to 99, that was the uh, years we didn't do anything. I mean, there was no wars going on. It was after Desert Storm, before Kosovo. So, there was mm-hmm. nothing. So, um, but I came out. Easy, easy transition. Came right back to the family, so I didn't have the the hardships that I don't understand. But I've seen a lot of people talk about how hard this transition. I didn't have any of that, but so I went straight into um, being a grunt for a heating and air conditioning company. So I was a guy that literally crawled under houses, up in attics in Texas during the summer. So attics would be 140 degrees, spiders, snakes, all the craps under the house. I didn't do that job long, so uh, the. I remember the day that I tried to quit, I walked up and Jerry was the owner. I walked up and said, and as I'm walking to his house, he's on the back porch or on the front porch. And he's like, Oh, that's a, I'm going to quit face. I'm like, Oh, you damn right. I'm done with this. He goes, Hey, before you quit, try something for me. I said, okay, what am I trying? He goes, I'm going to hand you a whole bunch of these brochures tomorrow. I'm going to drop you off in the neighborhood and I want you to go knock on houses. He goes, and if somebody allows us to come in and we can do some work on their house, I'll pay you a commission off of whatever we sell. I said, so I don't have to climb an attic to under houses. He goes, Nope. I said, I'm in. He goes, but wait, you don't get any money unless we actually do some work in there and they pay me. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I don't want to freaking climb under, you know, an attic and under houses. Yeah. Um, and that, that's how I started my sales career. Um, no kidding. Hey, so I got a question. So my son, my nephew are both HVAC guys out in Phoenix. I'm curious <laughs> when you went to all commission and basically selling HVAC service or systems door to door, like, can you go into a little bit of detail? How yeah, that yeah, dude, for you? Like, I, like what were your numbers or like, how long did you end up doing it before you went on to so something else? The first week, 
I didn't sell anything. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at that point I had no money. I mean, I, I didn't have any income coming in. I couldn't hardly afford to do anything. And luckily my buddy, you know, his dad owned the company. So he would pick me up in the morning and then, you know, Jerry would drop me off at a neighborhood because I was the only, you know, sales guy for him. Hmm. And when Jerry usually dropped me off, we'd plant a cooler of water somewhere in that neighborhood that I would go back during the day and find out water. Well, one day we forgot the cooler of water. <laughs> and so here I am knocking on doors and it's a hundred plus degrees out and, and I got no water. And I'm having, I just keep striking out, just keep striking out. Well, I finally, I get to about the you know, seventh, eighth house that day. And the gal opens the door. And when she opens the door, I put my hands up instantly. And she goes, cause she's trying to slam the door. I mean, I said, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I said, I'm so sorry. You're the first person who's answered the door. I forgot my cooler of water today. Can I just get a glass of water? I'm so sorry. She goes, she goes full country mode on me at that point. She goes, Oh honey, I'm so sorry. Come on in. Right. <laughs> so she brings me into the house and she sits me down at the table, gets me a glass of water. She goes, all right, well, you're in here. You might as well tell me what you, you were knocking on the door about. So I started telling her just like a regular person, what I was doing. And she goes, Oh, we'll call your boss. Have him come by. I don't think anything's wrong with our system, but you're in here cooling off. You might as well come on in. So Jerry came over, came in. We did a couple little tiny maintenance thing. We didn't need a whole lot of anything. And, you know, Jerry threw me a couple dollars commission for it. From then on out, Joe, I had to pee a lot. <laughs> every house I went to, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I forgot my cooler water. Can Same I just pitch. get a glass of water? And And literally because I instantly became human, people treated me like a human and not a salesperson. So if your boys are listening to this, guys, go ask for a glass of water. As dumb as it sounds, <laughs> it makes you freaking human. And once you become human, people will have real conversations. Um, and, and don't have so many companies nowadays teach you, you know, flip through your book crap where, you know, take them through the sale. Don't take them through any sort of sales process. Go in and have real conversations. Look at their stuff. And if you can help them, you help them. If you can't, you can't get out. But um, we grew that company just to help with the numbers. When I went to work for them, they started were doing about $180,000, $200,000 a year. By the time I left, we'd moved into commercial uh, age heating and air conditioning. We're doing a little over, I think, $2.2, $2.3 million in sales. Um, so I helped them transition that in about two and a half, almost three years. So you stuck with them for another two and a half, three years after you, yeah. you know, quit installing yeah. HVAC? Yeah. No kidding. So, well, let me say that I was with them two and a half, three years altogether. So I probably two years at most sold. Okay. Yeah. So that was the launch of your sales career. Yeah, totally. Hooked on sales after that. I wouldn't say hooked. I, 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 it was just to end up being the only thing I was good at. You know, (laughs) um, I, my brother had moved up to St. Louis, and so, you know, it was time to grow up. So I got an opportunity to go to St. Louis, work for a fortune 500 up there in a really a marketing capacity, but was still in the sales role. And I did that for three years. And then we were bought out by Cardinal health. And when the corporate buyout happened, uh, my position was pretty much deemed duplicatable. They already had the people. So I was pretty much corporate downsized as they call it, because that was a politically correct way of saying you're fired back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, came back home, bartended for a couple of years, met my wife while I was bartending 
And uh, probably the, the, the coolest moment in that portion of my life was when I met Elizabeth, we were trying to settle down, you know, grow up a little bit. I'm like, okay, I got to go back and get a big boy job again. I'm going to get out of this bartending crap. So my wife and I, when I wasn't bartending at the big nightclubs, I was uh, waiting tables at a Bennigan's restaurant and I changed all my night shifts at Bennigan's to the day shift and took over the bar area of the restaurant, figuring that I would meet more corporate executives that way. And hopefully I could get into a conversation with one and somebody would pick me up. Well, sure as I'll get out, a gal by the name of Jay Miranda happened to go to a big conference in Pennsylvania. And then when the keynote speaker said his best sales guy was his waiter at his restaurant. And she said, as soon as she heard that, she came gunning for me because they knew my story. They knew everything that I had done up to that point. Um, and so literally I was hired out from behind a bar to go sell commercial printing. Um, and the, this new digital printing had just came to the marketplace and nobody in her company wanted to sell it. So mm-hmm. I sold commercial printing for six and a half, almost seven years. Then Sandler training came gunning for me. And uh, my last career of working for other people was, you know, Sandler trainer. Supposedly I became one of the top sales trainers in the country and um, picked up partner in that firm. Um, All the Sandlers are franchises. So in my franchise, I picked up partner and one fateful night, I went from working for other people to then running my own empire now so i'm running my own companies so it's been it's been a pretty wicked run pretty, pretty wicked ride and then you thought you were going to do sandler for a long time but then something at the very end happened with your boss yeah for sure so um man my business partner doing sandler is is a hell of a dude i still love him to death but we went out to dinner to celebrate everything that we had built and done and we were just starting to talk about the buyout we knew it was gonna be a multi-million dollar buyout probably five year you know process to completely buy him out of the system and during that dinner he looked at me and said donnie thank god you're my retirement plan now he said it out of love, man. He truly did. And I took it out of love. I mean, as soon as he said it, man, I, I told him, God, I, I love working for you. This has been awesome. I love building everything we built together. And I love the fact that I get an opportunity to help you, you know, get to where you've been trying to get to in life. But after that dinner, I went and sat in my truck and I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You are literally somebody else's retirement plan. And then I started looking back over everything I've done. And up to that point in my life, Everything I did was because somebody else either asked me to do or it was offered to me. And nowhere in my life did I look at things and go, dude, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. So 15 days later from that moment, I walked away from it all and launched Success Champions. And let me tell you, brother, the craziest ride because within 24 hours of me saying I'm launching success champions, I had attorneys on my farm with non-compete papers. (laughs) I literally started a company that I planned to do sales training and stuff. And I could not do the one thing I knew. I couldn't talk about sales, sales training, sales development, sales management, anything in the sales game I could not touch. So. I pivoted and started as a success coach and that's how all this craziness started. (laughs) All right. Hold that thought. We're going to be right back. Every year the holidays come around. I think back to 2007 when I was in Iraq for the holiday season, I'd like to give a big shout out to those of you serving away from your families this year. Know that we're all thinking of you. Now that the holidays are over and we get back to work as the bills start arriving from all of our holiday shopping Remember that Navy Federal can help you get back on track. 
you can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Navy Federal even has multiple savings and investment options to help you get closer to your financial goals. With Navy Federal, you can automate your savings and investing to put your money to work for you, even as you sleep. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Measures and data rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. All right, back talking with uh, Marine Corps veteran Donnie Bovine. So, Donnie, before the break, we were talking about you, be, you, couldn't, you couldn't go into sales because you had to non-compete with Sandler. So you had to pivot and become a success coach. What, what is a success coach? <laughs> Joe, I got to be honest with you, brother. I have no damn idea. But obviously, <laughs> it's a business whore. And, and what I mean by that is, dude, I just said yes to anything I could do to rub two nickels together. I mean, mm-hmm. early on, man, I was building websites, doing content, freaking trying to to do marketing and trying to do some weird mindset coaching. You know, I think success coach is what, uh, uh, that label that somebody puts on themselves when they have no clue what the hell they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um and I did that for about six months. And unfortunately at the six month mark, I stood on the back porch of my farm, looked at my wife and said, babe, I'm about to lose everything we own because I had no idea how to be a business owner. And here's a crazy thing, Joe, is growing up working for other people. I never saw the CEOs of companies right? Especially the bigger the company. The only time I saw them is if a really large deal was coming through or a merger and acquisition was going to happen. And that was the only time I saw the CEO. So as I was building this business, now granted, I couldn't do the sales training stuff that I knew. Um, I, I was spent all my time on the back end learning how to do things. Like I learned how to create videos. I learned how to edit videos. I learned how to write blogs, books. You know, I did all this stuff and it was all this learning. And when I told my wife we were about to lose everything, she looked at me and said, Donnie, get off your ass and go sell something. And what I realized is because I always thought the CEOs were behind the scenes. I was doing behind the scenes stuff in my company, Mm -hmm. not doing the one thing I was good at. So I started selling um, and I was selling content packages and all kinds of crazy stuff to, to get things working and get some revenue come in. But I found podcasting in May of 2018 when I launched my first show. Mm-hmm. Five months into that, it became number 22 in the world. And now I was sitting next to all the guys I used to listen to, Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, you know. Uh, and then my non-compete came up in September of 2018. So with now the momentum of the podcast, now I could talk about sales and sales training and I can start doing the things I was really, really good at flash forward to where we are now. And yeah. we have six companies, two of the top podcasts in the world, four best-selling books and a partridge in a pear tree. Oh, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> you know, being, being a sales guy is about as close as you can get to running your own business without actually being self-employed when you agree. You know, I used to be at a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I really thought being a sales guy that I understood what it be, what it meant to run a company. I mean, you cut your own hours, you know, you make as much money as you want to, blah, 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 blah. I also would have told you when I was a sales guy that I outworked everybody. First one in, last one to leave. Mm -hmm. Two things I absolutely know. One, being a sales guy, I had no comprehension what it took to actually run a business. Right. Two, being a sales guy, I was a lazy son of a gun. And here's why. Running your own company, 
There's no more seven days a week. There's no more 24 hours in the day. It's 100% go 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're an employee, you look for work-life balance. Being an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as work-life balance because this is your livelihood. If you work for somebody else, there's a draw, commissions, things that'll come in. There's always a place to go. Running your own business, there's nothing. So you're literally in a spot that everything is on you. And you learn really quick being an entrepreneur, what you're made of, truly made of, because I can promise you that, that nothing I have done has in life has punched me harder in the face than trying to build a business. It is hard, extremely hard. But if you can push through, it's a very rewarding on the back end. As long as you enjoy waking up every day, knowing you're going to get punched in the face and you keep on going. Right. Yeah. I tell people the only reason we find some sort of success running our own business is because we were too dumb to throw in the damn towel. Because yeah. logic would have told a lot of people along the way, myself included, that, dude, why the hell would you put yourself through this? Now, looking back, I'm like, thank God I kept pushing. But but it's it's really tough to build a business. Yeah. So so early on, what were the primary pillars of your of your business? Was it mostly the podcast? Yeah. So podcast led to everything. And so I, you know, can come really because of everything I had learned those first six months building videos, that second six months of business, I was still basically a success coach. We just came a content production company as well. So what we were doing is uh, we were literally selling packages of people where we would interview them for an hour and then we would produce a month's worth of social content for them. So every month, we would just send people a package of just a ton of blogs, graphic designs, you know, all kinds of things to keep them going. The cool thing about all that is that's what taught me systems and processes and outsourcing and how to actually function as a business owner, which, you know, ultimately uh, allowed me to grow the business and get to a point where we could actually scale it. So, yeah, I think that, if you've never run a business before, never been a part of that, and you, you jump right in like a lot of military guys do. And next thing you know, you think you just need to do everything. You know, it's my yeah. business. I got to do everything. And so you have no other choice, especially if you don't have a whole lot of revenue coming in, you don't have much choice, but to try to pull off everything. And then instead of being the expert in a, in a couple of things, like what you're used to, you kind of become a jack of all trades, not really good at anything. Well, you know, I love that phrase, jack of all trades. And then I want to speak a little bit to your whole thing point in a second, but the whole people always throw jack of all trades out a little bit wrong. The actual full quote is jack of all trades, master of none, Mm -hmm. but more often than not better than the master of one is really the full quote. So it's been thrown out of context for a whole lot of years. Um, But to your point of, the you got to do everything in the Marine Corps, military, or as an employee, somebody says, go do something. You don't question, you just do, right? Because if you don't, you get in trouble, you get fired. When you start a business, most people stay in that mindset of, okay, it's got to get done. I'm just going to do it. The problem is when you're building a business, if you continue down that path, you will create a crappy job for yourself and not a business because a CEO thinks in who, not how. 
An employee always thinks about how do I get this done? The CEO goes, who can get this done? Mm -hmm. And the biggest difference people will find is getting very creative and getting people to help you out with things you need done. So prime example, when I first started, I needed help editing the podcast. As you know, it's a hot mess to do all that editing yourself. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of damn work. And I personally freaking hate doing it because what should take me a half hour would take me freaking four hours, you know, to get it done. Mm -hmm. And so um, I needed a podcast editor. Well, I gave a speech out in Dallas and there was a young guy there that was running a video production company and he was a solopreneur and he happened to be at the speech and he said, Hey, do you mind if I record your, your speech? I'm like, no, that's fine. Record it. And after it was done, he, you know, sent me back to this really cool edited video. And I said, man, I'd love to have you help me out on more things, but I can't afford to have some videographer follow me around town and doing all that. He goes, well, what else do you need? And I said, well, I need somebody who can edit a podcast. He said, well, I've never done that. I said, but I can't afford to help you pay you to edit the podcast. He goes, well, I just want to be around you, be close to you because you seem like you're going places. You know about sales. I don't know about sales. How about you teach me sales and I'll I'll edit your podcast. And I'm like, I can do that. (laughs) Right. So yeah, a guy named Joe was literally the guy who edited my podcast for the longest time. And I just traded him services and taught him how to sell. And now he runs a pretty cool company and everything. But uh, those first early years, every time you needed something done, just barter your ass off and, and get somebody else to come in and trade, trade, trade. Wow. That's awesome. So with what you know now, I mean, you're, you're full-time all in entrepreneur at this point, um, not an employee anymore. What's that feel like? It's, it's wild. The the biggest thing that nobody will tell people about running a business is you're going to meet yourself. And what I mean by that is at some point running in your own company, you're going to realize that there's no excuses left. So as an employee, you can blame the world for everything. You know, mm-hmm. the economy sucks, markets down, the mark company's marketing is crap. There's too much competition in the marketplace. But when you run your own company, none of those excuses work anymore. Because if that you let those excuses be actual things, then you're going to go out of business. Right? So so once you realize that success is your fault and failure is your fault, you'll get to a point where you have to look yourself hard in the freaking mirror and decide if you like that person looking back at you. Mm -hmm. And what I found for me is the day I finally decided that I was a pretty good dude and that I deserve some good things in life. Life got a lot better because if you don't like yourself, nobody else is going to, right? Nobody's going to want to be around Mm -hmm. you. And, and, you know, if you look at Jocko Willink, whether you love him, hate him, the idea of extreme ownership is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because if you can get to that place, then, you know, sales conversations get easier because the outcomes don't matter, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, getting your business to grow is a lot easier because you're just living in a higher mental capacity that makes life more fun. And so, the biggest thing that I've learned running a business is the answer is 100% how you see yourself. Everything else just gets a little bit easier from there. I don't want to say simple. I don't want to say it's 100% easy. But man, once you know who you are and what you're made of, you can do some pretty killer things. And 
your your crowd around you will rise. You know, the the people you hang out with, the, you'll start finding other entrepreneurs that are going as big as you are. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we have a company motto that go break something is is what we say all the time because if things aren't breaking, you're not going big enough. So it's constantly trying things. And we're talking about breaking things on purpose. Let's try a new program. Let's try a new software. Let's try a new sales tactic, whatever, just so we can learn from it. And, and it it forces you to evolve really quick. Yeah. So if somebody's interested in in what you're doing, Donnie, find you out there, where do we find you? So if they want to see our world and all the companies thing we do, text the word success to 817-318-6030. And we'll send a whole bunch of free stuff, all of our social links and everything, how to get to us. Um, I think there's some books and things in there as well. But if you just want to learn about our world and the things we do, text the word success to 817-318-6030. And we'll send you over a whole bunch of stuff for free. Awesome. And we're getting close to the end of our time. Last word. I always like to ask this. If, if you're talking to yourself when you were still in the Marine Corps or some other, somebody else is still in or they're on their way out or maybe they just transitioned out and they don't like where they landed, looking to run their own business, looking to get into entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind? 100% start. Don't wait. The only regret that I have is 20 years of not creating, 20 years of not building. Um, if I had started a business 20 years ago, do you know the empire I'd have right now? just for out of pure tenacity and grit. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't care if the, whatever idea you have, do it, start. And the faster you start screwing things up, the faster you start scrambling, the faster you get to that place where you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And you start figuring things out, the faster you'll get to where you want to be. But, but if you are getting out of the military and, and, you think you, you this world owes, owes you anything, you're going to lose, and you're going to lose quickly. Get out, start something, go all in, work as hard as you did while you were in the military. Well, don't work as hard as I did because I didn't work hard in the military, but um, and, and put your head down and get after it. You'll be amazed at what happens. Awesome. Great advice, Donnie. All right, so – Great interview. Thanks for sharing your entrepreneurial success story, uh, doing great things out there. We look forward to your future success also. Yeah. Hey, one quick thing, guys, if you got any tips or value out of Joe's podcast here, do him a favor and share this out with one person, man, being a fellow podcaster, I can tell you growing an audience is one of the toughest things here. So tell one other person to live the show, listen to this show. It'll mean the world to him. That's awesome. Hey, thank. We didn't even rehearse that. We didn't. I didn't even know that was coming. That's awesome. <laughs> All Thanks right. good, Joe. Appreciate it, Donnie. Take care. Hoorah. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.